0: Like just just tired.
1: <laughs> this episode sponsored by Red Bull. It's not enough. Fade it out. <laughs> not enough caffeine. Hello and welcome to episode 37 of Entertain This, a podcast about movies, TV shows, and video games. I'm your host, Tom. With me, I have... Hayden. And... It feels so weird with no headphones, Mitch. Well, I'm, I'm glad you can still hear us, though. <laughs> So welcome. And I think we should just start off with the social media plugs. Mitch, take it away.
2: Um, Facebook is entertain this podcast. <laughs> we also have the entertain this page. Then we have our Instagram, which is at this dot entertain. We have Twitter, which is entertain entertain.this. Mm-hmm. We have our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash entertain underscore this. And then we have our YouTube page, which' we'll just entertain this,
0: which is uh, doing pretty good yeah you yeah. should if you listen to the podcast, and you don't look at the youtube uh videos you suck, you should look at it you should <laughs> watch them
1: they're pretty good, there's some good work into that YouTube stuff, so some good editing and transitions yeah well our
0: last uh last video did pretty well,
1: so yeah. Yeah. so for those of you who watched thank you, I saw on our download stuff. we had a substantial group of listening in yeah. France, <laughs> so yeah. to our French uh listeners, bonjour, thank you, <laughs> yeah. Reach out to us. We want to know who you are. Seriously. We just used
2: our extent of uh, French, so bonjour. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I I would be interested if uh, whoever the French audience is, talked to us on our Facebook group. You know, that'd be cool. Just to see uh, how you discovered it and mm-hmm. uh, why. Uh, I mean, thank you, but why you're sticking around? You know, <laughs> if, yeah, if we you want to li- learn,
2: if you listen on the podcast or on the Facebook or or you know, if you listen on the podcast or YouTube. The uh, little symbol, mm-hmm. like the our little picture, is the same for the uh, Facebook group. So There you go. If you want to look us
1: up, you can find it that way. Just type it, entertain this, exclamation point, not the evil entertain this with the ellipses. Yeah, we don't like those people. No, th- that's not a real podcast. They're so. a sham. So yeah. let's just jump into the punishment review you've all been waiting for because I got punished for, like, what, the fifth time?
0: The movie's called Faithful Findings. We couldn't. Find so like I requested double down last time, but apparently this is the elusive movie of the internet. The creator of this film has tried to like destroy all forms of- existing copies of this film um so I deferred to faithful findings, which I hear is exactly the same as double down I spent this, sixteen bucks with a little bit more to watch point. this movie, <laughs> so yeah, uh probably cost more than let's talk to about, make. let's talk first about the
1: creator of these amazing pieces Neil. Neil Breen architect real estate agent filmmaker yes a man who looks like he's impersonating somebody he's never met (laughs) he's got a bad case of the dead eye
0: actor thing where he just you don't really know bad hair what expression he has he's just like
1: you know (laughs) his facial expression is the same in every scene regardless of what's happening people over at a barbecue his friend killed himself intimate with a woman walking down the street you know, yeah, fighting somebody, yeah. it's the same freaking facial expression. I can't
0: believe you committed suicide, Bill. Bill, you committed oh. suicide. I
1: can't believe you committed suicide. I cannot believe you committed suicide. Flashbacks. I can't get I you, out you out of this suicide? one. That's I it, can't Bill. help you out of this one. I think he wanted
2: to, he wanted to establish that he committed suicide. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Even though we,
1: no, we didn't. He's
0: just, like, rubbing the blood all over his face for no reason. So yeah. reading up
1: about this dude and watching you know, clips from the other movies, because I tried to watch a couple clips from Double Down, mm-hmm. and the first clip I get to is him holding a flip phone and holding three other flip phones in his hand, and he's like, I'm calling all of you simultaneously via conference call. It's like, <laughs> what? <do> you-
0: no. <laughs> budget, Stop it.
1: Budget conference call. Be
0: quiet and listen. I'm calling all of you simultaneously by way of
1: conference call with technology from like 1999
0: we, we've actually <laughs> reached out to neil breen um in hopes that he would be uh he would honor us with uh an interview a, an interview a, a, a guest phone call because we've done that before with other guests mm-hmm. uh, we've done a bluetooth phone call uh, thing for one of our podcasts no such luck on that yet well <laughs> You know, We're holding it, out. It, maybe he's gonna watch this episode and see what he thinks before uh, he he calls us. You know what? He will never Neil After <laughs> this episode, he's not gonna call us. Please, pl- please just grace us, because we we honestly we want to know your thought process and if there was one and how you came <laughs> to, to, to you know releasing these films. How you did this, you know. So please, and if why? if you don't mind, just just give us a call, Neil. We want to talk to you about your amazing cinema. Mm-hmm. So. so
1: talking about amazing cinema, Fateful Findings. Mm. In fact, every single one of his movies seems like it's filmed in like a turn-based style mm-hmm. where you see each person's reaction regardless of how long it's been since the actual like incident they're reacting to happened. Right. It's just like one. All right, now your turn. All right, now this guy. All right, yeah. him over there. All right, that's the scene. He, Keep going. He doesn't really do
0: a good job of editing his cuts. So like- you can tell when he puts in all the different camera cuts into the movie. He, You know, typically people like Slate, everybody settles, the director goes, action, you wait a beat or two, and then people start giving dialogue. You know, And then when you cut it, you cut right before the dialogue, that way you have quick flowing conversations to the camera. Mm-hmm. His is just like, action, wait a beat or two, people start talking, but he leaves those beats in so you know people are like you know what's that over there and then you cut to the other guy he's like i don't know and and, <laughs> and you it cuts to tell, another
1: person and just goes huh
0: yeah i don't know and it's just really awkward slow it's very painful dialogue. to watch it's almost like people have to remember the lines before they deliver it you know kind <laughs> of thing so
2: they're still reading the cue
0: card off screen maybe they are because
1: you could see people's eyes like just wander off for a second and then cut back it's like oh there's,
0: there's legit a shot of a dude just like trying to remember like trying to like nudge some <laughs> you know, dude like, his line. like that's your cue you yeah <laughs> so uh i i didn't watch the movie i I did a lot of research and in neil bream
1: because you need to watch this movie
0: it's like samurai copy you know you're just like that was how a d-
1: recommended suggestion <laughs> <how> did, <laughs> done with the
0: movie. yeah like how did this <laughs> hap- how did this movie come to be you know and Why? He's gonna be like the Tommy Wiseau of today. He's gonna he's just gonna like people mm-hmm. are gonna be so fascinated with his movies because uh, you know, they're low budget. He calls himself a low budget producer.
1: That's implying that money was involved. hmm Um
0: He won't disclose his budget. I mean thirty six
1: dollars and eighty four cents, I don't think. I don't
0: I, I I'm sure he probably doesn't know exactly what his budget is. And mm-hmm. that's that's fine, you know. He, when you're micromanaging a movie, which he obviously is, because he's the director, writer, producer, starring, casting, camera, camera, locations, cater, location. Location. cameraman. <laughs> like, it <laughs> even, it
1: even says like at the end of the credits or you go through, it's like directed by Neil Breen, filmed by Neil Breen, edited by Neil Breen, starring Neil Breen, location, Neil Breen. Yeah. Lighting, none. <laughs> yeah. You
0: know, his budget was what it cost for gas money and mortgage. Mm-hmm yeah it was just his we, it was just his monthly bills mortgage <laughs> mainly because nine tenths of the movie is filmed in his own house yeah pretty <laughs> or much backyard pretty much
1: or like just some easy location where you probably don't have to ask him if you could film there
0: yeah <laughs> and you can tell that he only feeds his people hot dogs <laughs> That's why they just have this look on their face. Or just uh. yeah, every barbecue is just hot
1: dogs. There was hot dogs. There was a barbecue scene. There was uh, there was also chicken. Oh hey, there you go. Uh, there was also ch- which the drunk guy knocked over. Oh, which so I don't know if that was an accident or if they incorporated that into the scene. That's funny.
0: Well, you can tell like Double Down because I I watched a brief synopsis of it and the, from what I understand, the majority of the movie. is is Double Down. Is his first movie? He takes a camera into the desert. And just films himself doing weird stuff, yeah. and um, that's mainly the entire movie. You know, I think he actually has a little bit more of a crew of some sort in Fateful Findings. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. We're talking so much about th- this movie, we haven't talked about what it actually is. So Tom, in thirty seconds, can you give us the plot? The Fateful Findings?
1: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. So I'll just. I'm just gonna. None of you were gonna watch this. And if me telling you the whole plot, I mean, I'm giving you a leg up on the game because you might actually get a better grasp of what the hell's going on than I did (laughs) watching it. So the movie starts. It's like, I guess him is a little kid and this girl and they're just frolicking through the woods. Hang on. It actually opens with stock footage of like a skyscraper Mm -hmm. and like, you know, some clouds going by really fast and that's it. And it's like faithful findings and stock music. And then it's them running through the woods. They go. They find a mushroom. The mushroom turns into a box. They open it. He takes this like it looks like a giant like black like D and D dice that doesn't have spots or, or numbers or anything on there. Mm-hmm. And like I guess that's the fateful finding. But somehow this gives him magical powers that you don't see ever mm-hmm. in the movie, yeah. except like a little bit after that. So he finds the rock, and it's implied that this is you know many years ago. Right. But the kid has like one of those bands on. It has like the battery whatever in it. You know I don't talk about like like the fit band thing. I'm sure somebody. Fitbit. It. Yeah, it's know. not even a fit, but he's got like a brand new G shock. It's like, and eh, this wasn't filmed in the past. It's like, that's a 2018 Lexus. Yeah. or something. <laughs> and like, you know, the kid moves away. He grows up, becomes Neil brain, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, he's talking to his wife. He's like leaving an office building. He's got a suit on and he gets hit by a Rolls Royce. Yeah. But, <laughs> but like this scene, describe
0: like... how he gets hit by it. Okay.
1: So he's walking, he's talking on the phone to his wife. She's talking to him. He says nothing. Right. He's just walking and smiling while he's on the phone. It's a one-way conversation. She's just talking to him, and he's showing his mouth doesn't move. (laughs) You don't hear any voiceover. You don't hear him talking. And he walks across the street, and he turns and looks, and the Rolls-Royce hits him. But it looks like they cut him out of the scene, held it there, and when the Rolls-Royce just drove by, they moved it with it and launched him out. no, like the- they just went like you know, they clicked this picture and just went, Wee Well it's like
0: you know Microsoft Paint, you can like click a square with the magic scissor thing yep. and it'll highlight the whole thing. Mm-hmm. It's like they did that. And he recorded the screenshot or screen capture mm-hmm. of him just grabbing his own shape and just jerking it across the screen like that's how he got hit. And it goes and- to the
1: Rolls-Royce and they just threw blood on it. There's yeah. no damage to the car. There's no dents, no scratches. It's still pristine. You just got to take it to the car wash. It's very stern. And car. he's laying on the ground and he's got the stupid black rock in his hand. Mm-hmm. And they just like poured blood on his face. And they're like, oh, my God, somebody called 911. And like the acting is... Amazing. It's so wooden and horrible. Mm-hmm. Well, like, I'm like We're giving more emotion about he, this than he, was actually captured. He has
0: all of his love interests in his movies are women with like-
1: Out of work models.
0: Eastern European accents. So I'm wondering if there's some <laughs> sort of like mail order bride like, thing going on or yeah. something like that. But
2: The local escort service it, yeah, is no, here. I'm paying for I'm your hours.
1: It. So here's what happens. He gets hit by the stupid car. They take him to the hospital and he's in there and- All the gauges on every machine in there is on zero. Nothing is hooked up. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, it's like, you know, he might have brain damage. And like this doctor's just talking to like his wife and his buddy who show up. And then the girl from the beginning is an adult. She's like a neuroscientist. And that's the only time you never know what she does. They don't (laughs) explain anything further. Mm -hmm. She walks in. She's like, I'd like to, you know, take a look at him, you know, do this other stuff. And he's got like his whole face bandaged up and he's got the oxygen tube that goes up your nose over the bandage. Mm-hmm. And then he has like an oxygen thing from like a tank over that, mm-hmm. which is completely redundant. You don't need both mm-hmm. well, for one, but neither of them are on. Either so either it doesn't connected. matter. You're like you're suffocating him because he can't breathe. It's like, I'm like, are you trying to kill him? So the but magic power of the rock yeah. enables him to heal. Right. So he rips off the IVs, which there's no needles. It's just a tube it's a taped over sticker. his arm. Yeah. So he goes home. And, like, he puts on his suit, but he's still got oh, all these bandages on, on, and he gets in the shower. He,
0: he just relieves himself from the hospital. This, this <laughs> yeah, guy he just walks out. No one tries
1: yeah, yeah, nothing. Like, they don't show him really, like, trying to escape from the hospital. Yeah. Nobody's like, where's he going? And, like, the lady comes back and is like, where's the patient? And the doctor's hospital. like, he should still be in the room. Mm. It's like, well, he's not. And he's like, I'll have to check on this. Yeah. It's like, what?
0: <laughs> all right, all right. Wrapping this up. Long story short, he goes to the home. He for some reason gets into the shower, bandages and all, bleeding all over the place with his wife, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah.
1: And like she gets in there in her nightgown, and they're just standing there, like slow moving around in a freaking circle, weirdly naked. Yeah. And then his... like the camera just pans down to their feet, and they're like the blood from him is like dripping off into the shower. He's very uh, describable
0: body. He's got yeah. He's got like the body of a sixty year old man, <laughs> so that's never worked out in his life. So <laughs> here's another
1: thing I want to bring up: all like the love scenes. It's the same freaking setup. Mm -hmm. It's him standing there. They're looking at the lady. Like you could tell, they don't want to kiss him at all, Mm. (laughs) what whatsoever. Like the hair movement behind the ear, and then like the shirt ripping. Like his shirt gets ripped open. He like takes like you know the straps, whatever. Lady like brings it down, and like that's it. Every freaking scene.
0: Yeah.
1: Like multiple times. That's all (laughs) that happens. And then the camera pans down to his feet, and then you just see their shirts hit the ground, and then that's it.
0: Look, if you're an aspiring actress, okay, there's. Tons. there's tons of horror stories out there where women have been duped into going into films that have love scenes where the director is also the star and <laughs> the writer and he just picks you for a particular reason okay it's basically sexual assault on camera you know yeah like there's there's horror stories of that happening uh, Brown Bunny, okay just google it all right I'm not gonna explain anymore. All right, that, that's a film. Don't 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 Google it. No, it's a it. legit film and something watch Faithful Findings. Just yeah, watch yeah. It. but anyway, so like there's a that, that happens if if you know, ladies, don't don't do that. Don't ever your first gig should not be a director,
1: actor. You know, movie. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> but like every single time, like they show like it's basically like the side boob movie. That's all <laughs> this is. They're all wearing these tank towels. All like, you just see is nothing on the sides. Like they cut like you know them at like the house at home, yeah. sleeping, and it's daylight out. Right. You could just like they just turn the blinds and hoping you think it's night. It's like well, nope. he did his own lighting, so yeah, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. It says none, sun. <laughs> lighting sun, <laughs> and like they're just like laying down, like in bed, like you know, it's just it's the stupidest movie. So he mm-hmm. apparently he's an author and he wrote a book.
0: And- I thought he was a cyber computer messiah guy. Get into that. Oh, Okay.
1: So he wrote some sort of novel. Uh-huh. They don't tell you what it was about or why. It was a New York Times bestseller, though. I bet. I'm sure. <laughs> they did not even say that. Mm-hmm. I don't think he could say New York Times in a movie. That's true. Well, because that implies it care. exists. I don't so think would care. I don't think he would care either. Yeah. Would
2: New York Times have seen this movie. Mm-hmm. I doubt. So he
1: gets out of the hospital. You know, he's got the rock, and that's the only mention of it. He just has it. There's nothing else explained as to how or what else he could do. Like he heals pretty quickly, and that's it. Mm-hmm. that's all the fateful finding you can you get so the second book he like tells his wife that he hacked into like the government and like corporate systems and he found the most secret secrets and he's gonna write like a novel about it and like that's it it's just and his wife's like you're crazy
0: yeah so uh I watched there's very sparse interviews with Neil brain and honestly there's like two that I could find and they're both pretty bad um, one of them is for a release of his Big time new movie coming out or had came out called Twisted Pair. Twisted Pair Which sounds like a porno. <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird. It's it got the whole evil twin thing going on. But anyway, so that he uh, he talks about how each one of his films have three uh, three narrative consistencies, and I'm using way, much better lingo than one he actually used. He used something like three things in common. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> some sort of government cover up thing. Yep, that's always the hacking. <laughs> so mm-hmm. He's a, always an elite hackist, hacker, whatever the, the proper term for that is. And then um, some sort of mystic overtone, some supernatural thing that happens in his film, and a love story. So All three are
1: represented in Faithful findings.
0: Yeah. Um, it, but the, what he doesn't say is he always has to play like a messiah character in all of his films. You know, <laughs> yeah. So that that kind of tells me something about so, that guy.
1: So so his best friend, like this scene is hysterical because like the dude's just like a drunk. His wife is a drunk and like pill popping and like they don't have a good relationship. And he's pretty much in the in the garage most of the time, like working on the Ferrari, mm-hmm. which is it looks like uh, I think it's uh, Magnum P.I.'s Ferrari, <laughs> that style, whatever. I don't remember what it's called. Meh. And like like every scene that cuts to him. it doesn't matter how far the movie is. He's doing the same thing to the car. Mm-hmm. He's wearing the same clothes. He's like, you know, buffing underneath, you know, the driver's side mirror. And then the wife comes, she's like, I'm gonna put this, I'm gonna put holes in this whole car. And he, she shoots once and hits him in the neck.
0: I'm gonna shoot this damn car up full of holes. No, no, no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and he drops, he's like, bah. and his, the daughter comes up, she's like, oh my God. And she like grabs the mom, and she's like, you killed him, you I did, did this. You killed him. And then it cuts to her like reacting emotionally, trying to go to her dad. Dad, no. no. Ali, don't go in there. Don't look. Yeah, like everything is shot like out of freaking sequence. Because almost- like his wife, this scene, I love this one. His wife of d's Yeah. And like the one of the shots is you know. She's got, like, the glass of, like, I'm guessing they think it's wine, even though it's crystal clear, it's water. Uh-huh. And she's taking a bunch of pills, and she's, like, laying on the bed, and then does, like, the hand fall, and, like, the glass tips over on the bed and just spills out. Rosebud. Rosebud. And you're just like, all right, that's it, she's dead. Cuts to Neil Breen with the blonde girl uh-huh. who he conned into being in this film, who's yeah. the girl from the beginning when he was a kid, and they're getting together. Uh-huh. And then it cuts back to his wife. The No wine has been spilled. She's holding it in her hand still and she's still alive. Yeah. What? And then they like that's it. Like you don't go back to it. Like that's just at the end of her character and she and he shows up and he's like, "Oh my god, Emily, no. Uh. You did this." It's almost it's like, like What?
0: You like he he gets the camera rolling and he just starts talking the actors through the scene. Their their expressions like, "Okay, and now he's dead." No, you're sad. Show sadness. Yeah, a little bit more sad. Okay, not that sad. Not that sad. You know, you don't care just, that much. You can see their faces, like, and then just, like, overreacting and then coming back. And mm-hmm. You're just like, what is going on? Why is this person having, like, a brain mm-hmm. aneurysm on camera? You know? But- so,
1: secret government people. Yeah. As in, the dude who, like, plays him is, like, the guy who, I guess, like, was, like, the boom grip for this whole thing. Yeah. Like, he's, you know, wearing, like, a black hoodie. He's got black sunglasses on, a black ski mask. And, like, he, like, goes and um, abducts. Mm-hmm. The blonde chick. Mm-hmm. So, and he drops a note, conveniently saying, "Take the girl to this address."
0: Yeah, we could talk about this movie for the whole freaking time, show.
1: But either way, y- it is the worst movie ever. Neil Breen filmed it as if he'd never seen a movie in his life, and someone described well, the concept of one to him over the phone.
0: Here, here's my problem with Neil Breen: is that, whenever anybody asks him a question about what what was this about or what's going on in his in his movie, he says. Something to the effect of, like, it's the audience's decision, which is a very, like... It's a cop-out. Yeah, it's a cop-out. It's, a bull. <laughs> it's a bull He doesn't crap. know what his budgets are. You know, anybody questions him creatively, he gets defensive about. And uh, so he, like, legitimately takes this very serious. Like, this is high-quality cinema as far as he's concerned. It's not. And, uh, you know, the, the thing that really kind of upsets me is he just... I don't know <laughs> it's uh, he, i don't know he, he he like when people for instance ask him what are your inspirations he says you know oh i've always been inspired by film ever since i was a child okay specifically who inspires you i don't believe in mainstream hollywood i don't believe in you know he just has all these douchey hipster answers to <laughs> and just like i this guy's gotta be a joke he's satirizing something I can't get. He's it. the only one in on the joke. Yeah, you know, but but like you, you you hear him talking, you hear him trying to explain away why his films are so bad. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking, okay, he's on the spectrum or something. <laughs> something, something's there. Yeah, I he's, he's something. You know. There's
1: something afoot. All right. And so the movie ends. He the book comes out, and there's like a shot of like a government building. Uh huh. And then it's him photoshopped in front of it. Yeah, he does that. Like a lot. you could see like the crappy cut angles around him. Yeah. And he's talking about these government secrets and all these people and like the owner of the big insurance company, the uh, the bank president, mm-hmm. this you know these political people all start mass killing themselves. It's yep. basically this huge mass suicide, and then he goes and runs back through the woods where they were as kids with the blonde girl, and then they do it, and then the movie ends, and it's like Faithful Findings. <laughs> all right, what do you rate this? Eleven out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> This was I, you, you the had, best worst movie you,
0: I've ever watched. You've had like five punishments so far. This was probably the
1: funniest one I ever had to do. So, so
0: you legitimately enjoyed this movie?
1: I enjoyed watching it for the sense of like I knew going into it, this movie's gonna suck. Yeah, and it, like I was talking about it, like this movie's like so, a joke, and like knowing about Neil Bream, like watching it and like seeing it, how he actually does the movie, it's so hysterical.
0: So you you had fun watching? You were legitimately entertained.
1: Yeah, I was I was texting you two about it, the
0: movie. Sixteen dollars well spent.
1: If it was ten bucks, I'd say it was ten bucks well spent. Okay. Sixteen bucks is pushing it.
0: Yeah, what a weird amount for a <laughs> And then film. like how
1: you buy the movie, it's, faith, it's faithfulfindings.biz yeah is his website. It sounds like a scheme. but there's like six pages you have to go through to order the movie, and there's yeah. one specific page, one specific box you put the actual movie you want. Yeah. And then he sends it to you in like a CD like case. We'll With a like cleared top, like the clear seen, thing, yeah. like you know, like you download, like you burned your own like summer mix CD yeah. for the car, and it's got like his face on it, and he autographs all of them. It's it like does. Neil Breen, and go. then he sends it to your house, and they're like forty dollars.
0: Yeah, people were saying like, oh, the, the process to buy his movies are another form of art. And I'm like, we we can't just write off bad stuff for, as a as, form of as art. <laughs> art. Like, it's an expression. It's a crappy marketing <laughs> thing. It's a crappy what- whatever. He's one of those people that think you you know money taints art kind of thing and you know in film especially in hollywood you can't have one without the other you know every actor out there has their art yeah every every (laughs) give them money throw money at (laughs) them stacking (laughs) pins on top of each other every actor out there has like their their cheesy last action hero type movie that they're you know not proud of but they did it because they need the money to fund Mm -hmm. more of their highbrow art house films and stuff like that so there you
1: go. This was the best worst movie of all time.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm I'm eager to uh, see what the audience thinks. What know. I
1: want is for all three of us to sit and watch it and Oof. just record us talking about it as we watch. But see that
0: those movies make me angry. Like I get. I know. That's why it'd be funny to that's so. That's why hot. it'd be funny that's to why record it. I, Awesome. I just get so stressed watching these things, you know, <laughs> and then I start to think. I start to question stuff like. The stuff that I've done creatively, is it this bad? (laughs) Am I missing something? (laughs) Am I (laughs) Neil Breen? All right,
1: uh, we got to move on. So punishment done, uh, a serious rating. This movie doesn't deserve a score.
0: It, it, come on, come on, give it something.
1: 0. 0.5 out of 10. All right, that's fair. Like, I give him the 0. 0.5 for the props of, like, he had a dream and he made a movie. He did in. it. He, he made five movies. Yeah, he's this is like six movie movie. three.
0: He's on a sixth movie. He's actually pissing a lot of people off with the sixth movie because he's asking for a financier for a sixth movie. <laughs> and everybody was like, wait, I thought you were against government and handouts and, you know. That's the twist. Yeah. He is the government. Yeah, oh he's he, Neil he Breen. Got you
1: all the way in the end. There it is. Neil Breen knows and sees all. I, uh, so on to regular movies. Um, I did watch a movie called Age of Heroes, stars Sean Bean, the mm-hmm. um, World War Two movie uh, about like the 30 Commando unit, which was Ian Fleming's unit mm-hmm. during World War Two. Yeah, interesting. Ian Fleming is not a character in this film. Okay, <laughs> but it he's stars a, Sean Bean. You don't writer. see him die, but it's implied. Uh-huh. So good for Sean Bean because you know you never know he might have made it.
2: He didn't die on camera for once.
1: No, not on, <laughs> no no. Which was weird to watch because I'm like, wait it, a minute.
0: If he did, people would have actually heard of this movie. <laughs> yeah, this
1: is one of two films I have not seen him die in. The other one is Ronan.
0: Mm, I'm trying to think of. Oh well, the the uh, Silent Hill. He didn't die in that movie. He was the only one to not die in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> that's like a that's like a pun. it's yeah. yeah. yes. like, look,
1: Sean Bean <laughs> didn't die. <laughs> what? Exactly. So, uh, you know, it's just about this scrappy World War II soldier from the you know the uh, British, mm-hmm. and you know, and he finds himself locked up, and then they pull him out for this like special commando unit, and he's got to go through training. Which I did like some stuff about the movie. They filmed on location, Yeah. where like the raids actually kind of happened, and it was based a lot, in fact, where they trained. And then um, they go on a special operation to Norway, mm-hmm. and then it all just goes, you know, Mockers. bollocks on him, and everything you know hits the fan. Um, what year was this? This was 2012. Oh, so it's pretty recent. Yeah it wasn't bad is it a uk production yeah it's a uk production okay. um special effects leaves a touch to be desired mm-hmm. some of the weaponry you're watching it's like it's 1944 they wouldn't have those they yeah. wouldn't be using those those would be obsolete at that point that they wouldn't have those kinds of weapons mm. for that people you know who obviously like history and study up on that kind of stuff like i do No, um it's a solid watching movie it's a you know it's a quick action film it's just kind of one of those you know nothing really to watch it's like oh hey sean bean's in a movie i mean where'd, he does a good job where'd you watch it on this was on uh, Netflix where I watched it. Oh, okay. And I think it's on Amazon as well now. So. And I believe it's free.
0: And what's it called again? Age of Heroes. Age of Heroes. It sounds like a video game.
1: It does sound like a video game. It, it's kind of like a World War II video game movie. Hmm. So. It cool. wasn't bad. It was pretty solid.
0: It, it wasn't too long.
1: No, what, okay. no, it wasn't long. That's good. It was kind so. of a quick one, two. You know, you what can watch would, it in less than an hour and a half. i eh, give it a six out of ten. Okay. Actually, eh. Maybe five point five out of ten.
0: So you know, if you got nothing else to do,
1: if you see it on there, you've watched everything else. It's like mm, give mm-hmm. it a, give it a shot. Sean Bean's yeah. always
0: fun to watch. Yeah, he's not the main guy though, huh? He's like the
1: second main. Okay, who's the main dude? I don't even remember his name. Maybe <laughs> he got criticized apparently when I was reading about the uh, movie for his like acting in the film, which I mean I thought was alright, but you know, apparently the uh, UK did not think that. Was he an American actor trying to do? No, little... no, he was an English actor. Okay, oh. uh, I recognized him when I saw him. oh in something. Well, I tell you, oh no, it came out 2011. My bad. You lied. Uh, <laughs> Danny Dyer is the guy. Never heard of uh, him. that dude. Yeah, I don't know who that guy is. Me neither. Yeah, well, right. I've seen him in British stuff. It's also got a uh, James Darcy in it. He's familiar. He's in stuff.
0: I don't recognize him he's got a very one of those smug faces he's, he's got a very
1: british face <laughs> yeah he plays Lieutenant pollings he's a master and commander in the far side of the world in case anybody needs to know that okay so
2: way to appeal to our foreign audience
0: yeah well i'm sure they probably say smug. the same
1: thing well, i'm like the only one who watches like english films in here
0: <laughs> i watched a good bit they're just i don't know nothing Some of them good. yeah
1: their tv shows and dramas are better but uh, moving on the movie news can. There's a Tom Hanks Western coming out, Mm. uh, December 25th. It's called News of the World. Uh, He plays a retired uh, Civil War veteran, and his job is just going around telling people the news. And then he ends up finding this girl who was uh, abducted by Indians, Mm -hmm. Native Americans, early in her life. And then all the Native Americans get killed, and she survives. But she doesn't speak English anymore. She just speaks what they speak, um, whatever that (laughs) specific tribe's language is, because they're all different. The, the non-English language. I think It's like the <laughs> Kiowa tribe is what it was called. All right. Um, so he finds her, and then like they're like, "Oh, you got to take her to her family." Like she still has surviving family, and then it's their adventure going from there to uh, there, from where she, he finds her to trying to get her to her family, or just finding someplace safe. And obviously, they encounter dangers, and it's a quest for survival. Yeah. But uh, I watched the trailer; it looked pretty decent, and I'm glad to see westerns trying to make a little bit of a comeback. Is it coming out in theaters? Uh, should be coming out in theaters. Yeah, comes out December twenty fifth. Comes out Christmas.
0: Well, you, you know, the the studio doesn't have a lot of faith in it if they're letting it come out. In I imagine
1: there'll play. be some theater, but I imagine it'll be pretty quick before it goes to um Amazon streaming and that. stuff like that. Yeah, uh,
0: that'd be actually an interesting concept. But they should pick like specific people to travel around and tell you the news. Like if if uh, if Nick Nolte or uh, uh, who's the dude from um, Point Break the the handler for Keanu Reeves,
2: I know you're talking about, but I his name. the
0: the crazy teeth guy, you know, just Gary Busey. If, <laughs> if you're Gary, Gary Busey, Gary Busey, how should, we doing today, Gary Busey? We're doing good. <laughs> he should be. He should just travel city to city. You know, like in the apocalypse, that's his sole job. Because he would survive you. somehow. <laughs> just go around and tell you the the goings on in the world. Cockroach take taking over again. Over chew it on a rat. He <laughs> just go crazy.
1: <laughs> like the rat's alive, it's just screaming as he's buddy. I would want Christopher Walken doing it. Oh yeah, and like he has like everything written on a piece of paper. And just looks at it, and just goes, Nah, it's not important. <laughs> just like glosses Don't over. Press it's dead now. Nah, he right. like you know glosses over everything, and he's like, oh, yeah. I made friends with a bird. (laughs) He's like, all right. And he just gets on a horse and goes somewhere else. Yeah, that's how
0: the news should be told every time.
1: But I'm glad uh, Westerns are trying to make, seems like they're trying to make a bit of a comeback. Yeah, uh, well, especially like
0: since every film coming out today seems to be very slow and drawn It's very modern. I mean, that's all Westerns were, but it's just like the slow burn West feel. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, why not have that kind of be a thing? So I'd be down for it. Um, And honestly, it's like the only genre I can think of that Tom Hanks really hasn't done, besides maybe science fiction. I don't Uh, know if he's done much science fiction. I don't
1: think, I mean, he's played a bad guy before. So he's done a lot of, stuff, was that, Road to Perdition?
0: That wasn't a bad guy. It was like a redemption story. Yeah, but you know, he was a bad dude and he became a good guy. Okay. All right. He gains himself. Yeah.
1: So that Uh, wraps it up for punishment reviews, movies.
2: Can I jump in on your movie news? I have some movie news. Go Go ahead, Mitch. Jump in there. (laughs) Um. Hocus Pocus 2 wow. is going to, well, it hasn't started production, but it has a script and all of the cast so that they're on board to come back, like Bette Midler, Sir Jessica Parker, and all of them. So it would be the sequel what, 23 years? You know what's
0: going to
1: happen, right? What was that? This Some one. virgin's going to light the black this candle. Film, oh, they're going to release it. This film has witches. been in
0: development for so long. They've been yes. working to try and make it happen for so long that the second they actually get it going, somebody's going to die. I hate to say it. Well, they are getting a little old. <laughs> it's, it's somebody's going to die, and they're going to be like, ah. But
1: it's not going to be Sarah finally, Jessica Parker. She's part horse. They live a long time.
2: They, they have finally gotten all of them on board to <laughs> to do it. They've got a script. All they're waiting is for Disney to hit the little green light for the production, and it would be a Disney Plus t- uh, movie. That they're you know
0: maybe for next year. It seems like every not. year they're like next Halloween is. Hocus Did they Focus get the uh, yeah. the
1: cat to come back? Uh-huh.
0: The animatronic cat, yeah.
2: <laughs> and then also. uh Free Guy comes out December eleventh. Oh
0: yeah, on free what? Free Guy. Uh, no, it'll be in theaters. <laughs> Nobody goes to the theaters anymore. I do. It's dangerous out there. I go to the theater. People yeah.
1: coughing and stuff. You yeah. can't. Yeah, it's not safe.
0: All right, so you can watch it on December eleventh, but December fifteenth it'll be on Amazon Prime. Well, so. oh, probably <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> but it's still coming out in theaters. Yeah. Right. Just so you know.
1: All, All right, right. right. Cool. So uh, who I'll, had TV shows? This guy. I do. I do. Mitch, take it away. <laughs> What'd
2: you watch? Well, um. I didn't watch it recently, but I have seen the all ten seasons all the way through twice.
0: Big, okay, so you... Big town. Smallville. Oh, Smallville.
1: Smallville.
2: The longest-running superhero uh, Superman TV show.
0: That's a very specific... goal. That <laughs> like, might be the longest-running
2: superhero it TV show. Might, <laughs> yeah, it might be the longest-running that, too. But there, <laughs> has, <like> this person. <laughs> there has been three Star different Superman incarnations guy. before this one. Yeah. yeah. So, um, it debuted in... 2001 ran mm-hmm. through 2011. On its debut, it had 8.4 million viewers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as it got to the season finale, it got down to 3.2 million for the finale. Yeah, but, but to, it, it was over ten years, and there was a lot of changes in it, but it was still good.
0: The, mm-hmm. the The early 2000s was a was an interesting time for TV because there was only just a couple of channels in comparison what you have yeah. now. today you don't you know? we
1: didn't have netflix and streaming and all this nonsense i mean
0: some people like i remember people talking about tv you know like they watched shows they didn't like just because everybody else was watching them and there was nothing else to watch like yeah. man yeah all that episode was dumb this whole season's stupid i hate this show they're still talking about it like like the walking dead after season three people still kept watching it because there was nothing else to watch you know mm-hmm. and then and finally like Walking Dead's right uh, ratings. What nine. am I supposed to
1: watch Sunday night right. at nine?
0: So,
2: but I don't know. just a little consensus, or not consensus? Just a little uh, plot. The uh, Smallville is about uh, Superman mm-hmm. as he's growing up. It starts. It shows like how he arrived, you know, as a little kid in the first episode, and mm-hmm. then it moves on. Probably within, it was within about ten minutes in the first episode to it basically his ninth grade and up, you know, from when he becomes a teenager, right. And it's, it's just his life on how he became the person that he was, developing his personality, his, you know, learning how to use his powers. Le- he's actually learning that he's getting his powers. It's almost like, you know, he's going through puberty, and he, yeah. he, he learns it, puberty. He learns that he has, like, heat vision. Like, one episode, he learns he has heat vision because he's he's in the school and the AC is, like, busted. So they're all just sitting there in class just watching. And then they're having a sex ed, like, <laughs> they're having a sex ed, uh, <laughs> Presentation, but they have this like really good-looking, uh I guess, substitute teacher. Nice. And that's up- when he
1: gets x-ray vision. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> and good then he you, realizes Clark.
2: what it is. Like, his dad's trying to explain to him, like, what, what was happening when you first realized you had this power? And he goes, um, it's a little uncomfortable. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> and then his dad kind of realizes, he steps away, he goes, I'll just leave you to it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm going to close the door, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some loud things downstairs so I can't hear what you're about to do. Mm.
2: But, I mean, If you're one of those that (laughs) it has to follow exactly like the comics, you're not probably going to like it, but it is just a cool story just to see his transition because in the final episode, it's like I said, it's, it's going on its 20 year anniversary from its debut Mm -hmm. next year. The final episode is when he actually becomes Superman Mm -hmm. and you know, the whole series, you know, he doesn't put on the suit or whatever, but it's just his transition from going from, you know, little geeky high school kid, all the way through, up becoming a reporter for Metropolis. That
0: seems like the world's longest tease. Like you're
1: watching, like I can't think ten of ten a- <laughs> years of a show waiting to see him be yeah. Superman, and
0: it's the end of the episode of the final season. You know that you see him become Superman, and it goes to black.
2: But, but it, it's this journey there. It's you know you're, you're meeting all these other characters.
1: I want, I want, I, I don't want the journey. I mean, even just get the, to the good part.
2: Even yeah. in the comics, he doesn't become Superman till he's in his twenties.
1: Okay. Like,
2: you know, he, he goes to Metropolis. He becomes, you know, he, he does all this stuff in secret in the comics yeah. until he decides to become Superman. So, it, I mean, it kind of follows. It just it expands on it a lot more.
0: Yeah, I don't know. They, uh, it,
2: it started out like, you know, because it was 2001, the CGI wasn't, you know, up to par, but mm-hmm. they did the best with what they had. And, uh, they, they averaged around 100 million a season for mm-hmm. their, their budget, which equaled out to about 4.5 million per episode.
0: Dang, that's but, uh, actually a lot. Yeah, it, for it, CW too. Well,
2: yeah, it it won a lot of uh, awards. It's like it won several best cinematography awards for yeah. like the Saturn Awards and all these other you know different ACP or whatever you know whatever they call them mm-hmm. awards. Uh, it had a lot of uh, a lot of the actors got like best actress or actor for newcomer breakout and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff as long as it went along too.
0: Which you know what are they doing right now?
2: Um. Well, you know Tom Welling was on a. Uh, the uh, lucifer show for a couple of seasons he was a uh, Kane, which i thought you'd watch lucifer
1: you did yeah, i watched lucifer you did yeah. okay yeah.
2: but uh, he was on there for a little bit uh, michael rosenbaum he's been in some smaller movies he's trying to more direct movies now he has his own podcast unfortunately mm-hmm. like i listened to his podcast and unfortunately he uh he found out he has skin cancer within the last month or so mm-hmm. Oh, it's horrible uh, the girl that played Lana Lang, which was Kristen Kruick, she's been in some other small roles, scrolls and TV S- shows. Srolls? Yeah, mm-hmm. trolls. Trolls. Uh, Allison Mack, she's probably going to be in jail for a little while.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: there's that thing.
2: That, what, Nixon or whatever scandal?
0: She was she wrangled child processes. Yeah, it's,
2: it's pretty much essentially like the Epstein whatever. kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, it was stupid. Yeah. So screw her.
2: And then you got uh, the guy that played Oliver and Queen, which was Justin Hartley, which is in This Is Us. He's the, uh, the blonde-haired guy from that. Oh, uh, yeah. But it it was a great show. IMDb gives it a 7.5. The audience score is a 4.8 out of 5.
1: What does Mitch give it?
2: I give it a 10 out of 10. I'd watch it again all the way through.
1: Wow. I love that show. That's dedication.
2: But uh, that's that's my review. If you like superhero stuff, even if you're not a big DC fan, I think you would like Smallville just because it's it's neat to see an origin of a character that's unique, but yet at the same time draws from the comics. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Moving on to my news. news.
2: Assassin's Creed is getting a Netflix I TV that. series. Yeah.
0: Oh, are they really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I nah. thought about putting that in my thing, so I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> and,
2: uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm really hoping that uh, they'll, instead of going the the back and forth. From, from the, like, uh, the
1: Animus to the
0: past and yeah. all that. They're going to because Ubisoft is... Uh, in, they have creative control over the tv show i'm
2: just hoping they they limit it to where it's it's a little bit they don't make it too confusing like the movie did from what
0: i read they were talking about you're you're going to have the perspective of a, of a person who can uh meet all the people from the more famous
1: games okay so, so it's going to be about altair and Ezio. you'll and-
0: see them but they won't be like main characters you know, from what I understand, it could be... Complete, it's, it's still development, so the, okay. it, and they might change it entirely.
2: Well, if they're going to do the back and forth, I hope they get the person from Arrow that helped, like, write the stories because they did pretty well with doing the, the past and the present as far mm-hmm. as, like, switching back and forth with stories, making them coincide with what's going on.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Like, there's... It, the, the, the problem with having such, like, a light switch effect of present and past storytelling is that... Anytime that you're invested into what they're about to discover in either of those plot lines, they flip the switch and take you from, from... They rip you out of that one reality and put you into another. Yes. And it's almost exhausting. Like, you just don't want to continue on at that point. So, you know, I, I, I hope they're a little bit more tasteful about it. So,
2: I've, I've really enjoyed the games that I have played of it. And so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really I'm looking forward to it as long as it's not... Cheesy or nothing like that, which Netflix has done really good with TV series lately. Yeah. As far as making them entertaining and good cinematography. All right. And my other news is uh, Moon Knight.
0: I saw that the, too. Uh, the
2: Disney Plus series has cast its its star, which he will be Moon Knight, Oscar Isaac. He uh, he plays Poe Dameron from Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And he's also in the Triple Frontier Netflix movie.
1: He played Apocalypse in X-Men Apocalypse.
2: He did.
0: I thought for the longest night time that, that, that Moon Knight was a female. What? Yeah.
2: Moon Knight is like a, a guy that, he has a split personality, Yeah. and uh, he gets he gets the powers from an Egyptian god, which, his and also his powers are like dependent on the moon. Uh-huh. They, you know, if it's a full moon, he's at his full strength. If it's like a new moon, he's just a regular human.
0: What a unique concept. Never heard of anything like that before. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: But uh,
2: he, he's kind of like a Batman character where he uses the gadgets and... You know mm-hmm. stuff like that, so moon gadgets. Yeah, and his gadgets are typically made out of adamantium, so <laughs> you can like throw a blade through a wall or whatever.
0: And that, that rare material sure is <laughs> in around, abundance, isn't it? <laughs> it's so. a
2: secret stash.
1: That that one meteor really—they're stretching it out real good. <laughs>
0: All right, we're running out of time. I'm gonna move over
1: on. to video games. What'd you play?
0: Uh, so there's a video game called Metal Gear Solid PP Phantom Pain. Oh. I like calling it Metal Gear Solid PP though. <laughs> um it was uh it's actually 2015 so it's pretty old um, when it came out. The reason why I wanted to talk about it is from my news but I'll get to that later. Um, the game was so big they actually broke it up into a prologue for $20 and then the actual released the game a year later Phantom Pain for the typical 60 um, bucks. the prologue you could probably get about 30-40 hours of gameplay out of it maybe phantom pain you get hundreds of hours out of it so it was it was an interesting way to market a game to put out a, like a kind of a teaser of it and then the big you know because all it did was just the the ground zeros is what the prologue was called and it it essentially just introduced you to the, to the gameplay mechanics in a very like controlled method mm-hmm. so the, by the time you got to phantom pain it was just you know balls to the wall let's go do this kind of thing so, uh, it, was, it was a lot of fun. Um, uh, Kojima, Hideo Kojima, he was the guy, the guy that directed it. He's been in, in charge of Metal Gear Solid since, like, the early 90s with the NES video game that nobody's ever played or, or cares to. Um, but, you know, everybody's more familiar with uh, the actual Metal Gear Solid that came out on PlayStation 1 and then all those games that came out after that. Mm-hmm. Um, but... 5 is very particularly interesting because um Konami which was Kojima's parent company that that controlled his uh I think it was called um Fox Grey Fox was his original game company it was okay. the one, one that did uh Foxhound Foxhound was his original oh. company that did uh the the Metal Gear Solid games Yeah
2: Grey Fox with the ninja Yeah I they he, yeah.
0: well Foxhound is also like a Avengers type thing from oh. Yeah but anyways so uh, he uh, they they had kind of a loose leash on how he could develop his video games, and uh, they allowed him for Metal Gear Solid Five just to do whatever he wanted. Um, but it was pretty much without reason. So, like, he delayed the game for years. He <laughs> did, he developed this idea to do a prologue thing that Konami was obviously uncomfortable with, and he went way over budget, reportedly. And uh, you know, he uh, pushed the envelope a lot with Konami. Konami has really hardly any other IPs that they could, you know, that they could flagship. So they let him do it until he wanted to delay the game again, Metal Gear Solid Five, even longer. And then they fired him. They parted ways. Um, And everybody, audience-wise, they took Kojima's side because he's this auteur, you know, this guy who, whenever he's uninhibited with control, he could do no wrong, and Phantom Pain was a really good game. Interestingly enough, probably the weakest part of the of the game was the ending, um, which is what Kojima wanted to expand on for and delay the game for. Um, you know, but Konami just said, "No, we got to finish this game." And uh, when they parted ways, you know, obviously the ending was the one that suffered the most. <clears throat> so, Konami has nothing. Kojima goes off, does his own new game called Death Stranding, which <laughs> is about a post-apocalyptic UPS delivery man.
2: Delivers babies or something yeah, like that? Yeah, <laughs> something weird. It
0: honestly didn't do very well. And people are like, you know, you know, why? He had all the freedom he wanted. He made this game with nobody controlling him. They really hyped it, too. We, yeah. You know, and he, he got some good marketing on it and stuff like that. It just was a boring game. It was a dude running around in the woods or, like, the field's with a refrigerator on his back. Sometimes for hours on end. <laughs> like you don't do anything, you just run. And it Running
1: was simulator. it was <laughs> really boring. <laughs> Featuring Daryl from Walking Dead. Yeah, Norman
0: <laughs> Reedus. But um so people are like, "Whoa, why was this game so bad?" you know? Um and I think it's because kind of going back to the new brain thing. You know, if you have too much creative control, you just let your crazy fantasies take off finding. and you go off into a weird direction that nobody understands. I am okay? here. Now. But if you have a studio, which is supposed to be the bad guy, the studio is always the bad guy, but they need to be because that's where the money is.
1: You got to find the secret so they all commit mass suicide.
0: So the studio, their job is to inhibit, make sure that you don't go too crazy. You got to cut them off with the legs, you know you got to make sure that they're not being too stupid Mm -hmm. and uh Kojima didn't have that so I think that's why his game tanked and now that Konami doesn't have anybody doesn't have the stink tank powerhouse to pump out quality content so they're gonna tank so I bet you uh my news is is that Kojima's got a new game coming out and he's (laughs) he's casting he's got all this stuff and bells and whistles that he wants to put into it um all you know is is that it's a big deal in Japan right now um some people are thinking it's a Death Stranding sequel. We'll see.
1: Stranding Death.
0: Yeah. Um, if this game tanks, then Konami or Kojima will not have enough money to probably continue on his franchising, his, his, his new mm-hmm. uh, game company. And then Konami, who made a Metal Gear Solid game somehow after Kojima left, which did horrible, they don't have much going for him right now. So I'm thinking that either the two will die off independently or like some terrible weird marriage, they have to exist together and I'll they'll to eventually Seppercut. come back. So who knows? That's that's my prediction is in 10 years, there'll be another Metal Gear game. It'll be amazing because it'll have all this, you know, hurt for your art, stress and, and struggle for the, the perfect game in, mm-hmm. in history that, that, that has happened. And, you know, honestly, if you ain't struggling to make a good quality product, then you're not doing it right. So there you go. That's my video game stuff.
1: All right. Oh, around. you didn't make a fart noise. No. We, all, we all did it. Oh, all right. there you go. All right, so for our list, we didn't obviously post this one on Facebook, and since this is this will be coming out in November, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're doing our top ten Star Wars moments
0: in in uh, in prep preparation of what?
1: Well, the Mandalorian, which comes out the thirtieth. Yeah, on Disney Plus. You know,
0: so three days ago. All of our. Yes. Top 10 Star Wars moments don't include anything from the Mandalorian.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, all these are from the movies. Okay, go All on. right, so... Star Wars-esque. Uh, so we each picked three and then there was one that we all pretty much agreed on to round out the 10. Mm-hmm. So I'll go with... Um, Mitch, I'll talk about your three here first okay. and we'll go up. Uh, your three was Anakin versus Obi-Wan. Yes. Vader... Like the, the, at the, the fight at the end of Revenge yeah. of the Sith? Episode mm-hmm. three, yeah. Great, great fight scene.
0: Honestly, that part of the trilogy made up for pretty much all the trilogy. Mm-hmm. Like the first two movies were first movies was horrible. The second movie was pretty bleh, but the third movie at the very end, that was like some of the most best, you know, filmmaking. I mean, I
2: thought that was like the, the most intricate and yeah. more fun to watch lightsaber battles of the entire
0: it so, is. Well, not to, only the, the saber battle, but, like, the, the outcome of Anakin and, like, just seeing, like, the yeah. tragedy and all that mm-hmm. really played out. It was really good storytelling.
2: Well, then so, Ewan McGregor did really good with the the emotion. Same yeah. with uh, Hayden uh, Christian. Show? Hayden Christian with the, with the emotion that he, they're showing at the end. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: they didn't make it about Anakin being the chosen one, but more or less and McGregor saw him as a brother and, you know, their relationship. Yeah. You he's know, now he's, gone. Yeah, that was the only kind of, like, uh, connecting point between – the prequel trilogy in this in the in the original trilogy because we already knew what was going to happen in the future mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but the only thing that we didn't really understand completely was the
1: relationship how between, did he yeah how did they how did he go from one to the other
0: well anakin's relation and obi-wan's relationship we didn't really understand how mm-hmm. um
1: intimate yeah but lack of better words what it was so definitely yeah. a great fight scene mm-hmm. um vader telling luke that he's his father
2: yeah, you you still see like uh, stuff on YouTube with like little, little kids, kids watch it and yeah. they're
1: like, <gasps> and they're like look at their dad like, is that true? Like, dun dun dun.
0: You know, in production, uh, it's a secret. The Lucas had the guy who does the the body of uh, Vader, David Prowse. Yeah, when he because he, he delivers a line from the script, so the actors have something to react to. It's not James Earl Jones, obviously. It's that guy, but the line he delivered was I Obi-Wan did. killed your father. Yeah, mm-hmm. Obi-Wan killed your father. And everybody on set was like, you know, kind of like, who cares? <laughs> but then when the movie released, they had James Earl Jones dub over the new line, I am your father. Mm-hmm. And the only person on set who knew about that was... Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill and George Lucas. So when Mark Hamill had that legitimate reaction, everybody was like, wow, he's <laughs> overacting, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. But when they saw it in the movie, it made sense. So,
2: Which, you know, technically... Obi Wan did kill his father, like he killed what used to be Anakin to where we get Darth Vader. So technically,
1: I think at that point, <laughs> I think that, that, at that point he was already Vader. Anakin yeah. was gone. Yeah, pretty much
0: when he started killing children,
1: that that that's where it all <laughs> went right down the drain. <laughs> the younglings. I you think somebody's like the split personality like disorder test? Because I think there's like ten criteria, and like like psychologists like watch Star Wars and analyzed Darth Vader and Anakin and just went he meets nine out of ten. Wow. It's like, and you need like five to be classified with it. <laughs> so he definitely hits all the marks. There you go. Um, probably the biggest plot twist I remember in my life.
0: Up there. What's uh? What's the next one?
1: Mitch's other one was the uh, lightsaber battle between Darth Maul, Obi Wan, and Qui Gon. Yes. Which yeah. that. Beep, beep, beep. Was,
2: Darth Maul is like one of the coolest bad guys that didn't get to
0: talk. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he yeah. did talk yeah, he, he does talk in the very Finnais. very city has talked to each other
0: yeah very he has one line yeah. I think
1: yeah and it's not even Ray Park who does like all the stunt stuff it's uh Peter Serafinowitz.
0: something yeah. what does he say something like uh like at last we what? shall reveal ourselves to the Jedi yeah yeah what is I bidding my master yeah so <laughs> it's the
1: Skywalker disaster what was that Star Wars rap remember that something <laughs> like that <laughs> We got i remember like down. seeing that in we the movies in like 1999, and like the, you know the elevator opens and Darth Maul's just standing there. It's like that would have been a perfect moment for all of those Naboo people to just blast him just <laughs> right there. It's like shoot him, bah, 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 bah. It's like ah, oh, got him, man. That could have been dangerous.
2: Yeah, somebody could have died and But then if, just they leave. F- if they follow what he's actually able to do in canon and stories, oh, it, yeah,
1: really wouldn't, it wouldn't have worked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then like he does like you know they and like the whole like setup like they're all standing there. It's like a wild west, well, and then, said, you know they taken off the robe. And it's like ooh, things are about to get serious. You and say they,
0: in canon and in stories, but Darth Maul was first conceived for the movie.
2: Yes, you know? I know, but I'm saying the stuff that they've made canon from like the novels and stuff.
0: That's kind of silly, though. It's it, like it's like you know saying, I don't know that. Uh, okay, George uh, uh, Mark Hamill's character, uh, Luke Skywalker. He he can you know do all sorts of crazy stuff. You know, after the movie came out. You know, but during the movie time. That doesn't make any sense. Like, well, yeah, yeah.
2: for Mark Hamill, he was learning how to do all of it. Yeah.
0: During the movies. Here's
1: what I'll say about, like, Legends and Canon. Like, the expanded universe, the original stuff before right. Disney bought Star Wars. They did a better job of, like, you know, describing plots and powers and things like that and how things happened. Sure. But than you, Disney you, has been doing now, calling it Canon. But you
0: can't say, you know, when the movie came out, okay, mm-hmm. and, and they're... You understand these characters and then you have a book and the book's like, but these characters can also do all this other crazy stuff. You know, Mm -hmm. It the original intellectual property was the movie. And for you to expand on that in any other format, even if it's a book, and I get it, the book's more intelligent. It's written word and whatnot. All right. But the movie came first. So the movie, in my opinion, is the final
1: say so on what a character can. The movie came first, you say. Well, let's talk about Hayden's top three. Speaking of. Things coming first. Han, shot first. (laughs) I mean,
0: yeah. Uh, uh, The original one is so cool because Han's not a good guy.
1: No, he's a scoundrel. Yeah. He's a scruffy-looking nerf herder. And he shoots that dude. It was awesome. Blows Greedo's brains out right there at the bar.
0: The the crappy... You know re-edited uh, version re-edited one where like they just like cg like, we digitally move han's head it's like he less. moves it
1: like mach 3 <laughs> yeah.
0: to dodge a blaster bolt that blast them it's like it's very important to george lucas that people understand that han solo is somewhat of a good guy you know and i just didn't like that i like the idea that he was a bad guy who eventually grew good intentions you know yes and harrison ford's you know strong opinion is that he doesn't care Anytime anybody asks him about it, he like blows
1: a gasket. I
0: don't know. I don't care. <laughs> Leave <laughs> me alone. When are they gonna pay me more? You know, <laughs> give me money. <laughs>
1: yeah. So um, your other one, the Sarlacc surprise. Yeah, which sounds like a drink at a Disney themed Star Wars restaurant. It's just like all
0: chaos is breaking loose. Uh, Lando's falling into the Sarlacc. Han Solo's like, oh, here, grab this thing. He's like, he, I he, thought you he, were blind. He's he, like, nah, I can see a little bit. <laughs> he, he's blind. Chewie's dangling him. You know, Boba Fett. There's Boba, there's Fett. Boba Fett's flying around. <laughs> yeah, Lose he's he's, he's like an a he's lightsaber. like an, he's like an old man who's wandered into traffic. He should be freaking <laughs> out, but he just doesn't care. You know, he's it, just so chill and just like not caring about it. You know, that's like, man, I wish I could be as calm as Han Solo. In every situation that I'm in, so the
2: universe-renowned bounty hunter yeah. beaten by an accidental hit to the back of right. his
1: jetpack and launches him <laughs> into a ship, and then he falls into the solar. Like <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> this is a stupid scream. Uh, they ruined Boba Fett with that. Yeah, yeah. And then your other one. Anytime Han Solo says, "Never tell me the odds." That's
0: right. He could be. He could have like. Star Destroyers against him and his stupid little Millennium Falcon.
1: And C three PO freak it out. Yeah. The odds of a surviving are one
0: it? zero 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 it is just is like, never tell me. Yeah. Odds. And he will blow everything up. He'll win because he says that line. Never <laughs> tell me. That's what enough. prefaces it. It's like that's his like activating shield plot armor. His rabbit's
2: know? foot that he's holding. Yeah. On. <laughs> never tell me the odds.
0: See if he said that before his son stabbed him in the chest with a lightsaber, he would have lived somehow. Yeah, no. he would have pulled out his own lightsaber yeah, that's and right. went, "Jokes on you! I'm a Jedi." <laughs> so I just—he's like the coolest guy, you know. And he doesn't
1: have force; he doesn't have any of this He's mist. the only guy in Star Wars who didn't want to be there. Like, he's just <laughs> exactly. bothered with all of this. It's like exactly. he just wanted to go around with his buddy. He gets the girl. He does.
0: <laughs> he doesn't. He defeats his bad guy the second he meets him. His bad guy is Boba Fett. Boba Fett. As soon as he breaks free from the ice. Cryogenic thing mm-hmm. kills Boba Fett, you know, <laughs> and he doesn't. He's not even so. He's not even bothered by Jabba the Hutt to the point where he lets his girlfriend kill Jabba the Hutt. It's know? like, uh, do that. <laughs> take care of that for me. Yeah. So while I know, look at
1: you, when you're solo has the has
2: the his own force. It's just yeah. called it, it's, it's called the Solo. <laughs> it is. <He's, laughs> the he's solo, the
0: coolest yeah. guy. He has the Han. Yeah, and they did him dirty with that movie. I'm sorry, Han.
1: They did. I just like his interviewer coded like before the Force Awakens came out. Coden's like, I have $1,000 in cash. Tell me something about this new Star Wars movie. And he just takes the money, counts it, puts it in his suit jacket, and just goes, I hear they're making another one. Yeah. I mean, Harrison
0: Ford is essentially Han Solo. He just doesn't care. He doesn't. He's just like, give um, me money. Yeah, When he got uh, casted for that role, uh, they didn't even like uh, – Lucas wasn't even considering him. He was having – because uh, Harrison Ford was a carpenter and yeah, so like he, didn't he, wanna... he did american graffiti with yeah. uh, and that's how he, he knew lucas knew that harrison ford worked wood or whatever so he had him come over to like fix like a fire mantle or something like that and he's having like a uh, mustache guy what's his name tom Selleck read lines for funny. yeah for well yeah i think he did for han solo too uh he had him read lines and um, or no no he had somebody reading lines for uh luke skywalker and so he needed somebody to read opposite of luke skywalker the han solo so he was like, hey, Harrison, just get in here and read these lines. And he does it. He's just he just like, sure. Drops his tools, walks in there. He's all <laughs> scruffy-looking ner- Nerf Herder. And he, he reads the lines, knocks it out of the park. And he's just like, damn, all right, that's him.
1: <laughs> so- yeah, pretty much like Lucas, is like, I didn't want to be like that guy who just cast the same people in all of my movies. Yeah. He's like, and I had, because he had Harrison Ford, like, yeah. helping him, like, you know, go through, like, people, like, reading as Han Solo. Mm-hmm. And he's like, the more I watched him read the lines, I was just like, damn it, it's him. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, on to awesome. my three. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luke beating Vader in Return of the Jedi, specifically the bit where like you know they fight and then like Luke's hiding from him and Vader just starts taunting him <laughs> and then finally he's like you know you know if you won't come to the dark side he's like maybe your sister will and sister. he just like he just like screams Darth and just starts swinging at him wildly <laughs> and like the music starts building and elevating and John Williams did an amazing job <laughs> and then like, and then he's like beating down Darth Vader and he cuts off Vader's <laughs> hand. And he, like, looks down at his own mechanical hand and realizes what's going on. He's like, oh, my God, I'm becoming him.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And then he defeats the Emperor, and then they're all sad. They're like, oh, look at you, my real eyes. And they have a little sad moment. Mm -hmm. I was just, that's kind of like, eh, they could have done better with that. It felt like they were all very clashing against each other, and then they're like, no, at at the very end here, we're we're, going to be best good friends, Mm -hmm. you know? Well, I
1: mean, you see, like, the conflicts with Vader where, like, Vader's still kind of trying to kill him. He kills a school full of children. (laughs) I'm just saying, like, at that point, I don't think he has anything left. You don't get (laughs) to just go, all right, I'm a good guy now. It's like, all right, you done effed up a lot, though. Like, Uh, like, if you read, like, the comic book stuff that Marvel put out about him, that's considered canon, it's like, Vader is a dick. Yeah, He is an (laughs) evil, evil man. But,
0: but, like, that's why, like, uh, the ending for uh, Revenge of the Sith, I think, is even better. Than uh, Return of the, the Jedi, Jedi because like it seemed more natural that he just descended to a point of no return mm-hmm. and then and all of a sudden Return of the Jedi he has a return. Yeah. So whatever.
2: I just like the fact that in the original trilogy, whenever Luke Skywalker was up top on like a platform, or whatever, Vader's you know, like, <laughs> "I'm not falling for this again."
1: He <laughs> does his lightsaber. Well, Vader,
2: Vader tells him, "You know, Obi Wan's taught you well," and then they kind of incorporated that. It's yeah. <laughs> like I have the high
1: ground. ground. <laughs> I don't know, know if it was intentional one.
2: or not, but it was funny.
1: Yeah, Invaders yeah, just like enough phone for this shit <laughs> <laughs> twice. was a lightsaber at him. It's like get down from there. We're not doing this. Um, yeah, I'm still your father. All right. You're grounded. <laughs> What's the next one? Uh, the rebels when they attack the first Death Star. That whole flight sequence where they're you know flying through and then they start you know they're uh, all their attacks. Episode one. This yeah. is
0: Red 5 I'm coming in. What does he say?
1: Red Five standing by. Red Five. Where they're all checking. This is in. Big
0: Red. Yeah. This is Red Bull. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Doesn't Wedge die? No. I feel like he dies in every Star Wars movie. I, I, like, every time I see, like, why is that guy back in this movie? Then he dies. I'm like... He's never died. You're I'm just making crap sure. up. Then he died in uh, the light, the latest one. He died in...
1: Um, I didn't watch that. The, the crappy one. I didn't watch any. After The Last Jedi, I couldn't watch their, their finish, their rise the Rise of Skywalker. He hasn't seen the end of the Star Wars. Thing. Let me tell you how it ends. <laughs> According to... No, nah, um, I read the plot synopsis and I just was like, "That's stupid." Yeah. Um, my other one was Anakin fighting Obi Wan. I thought that was like the, the one of the coolest lightsaber fights ever of all time. That's what, especially because like all this built. I know that was one we had overlapping. You did but don- all the. I'm going to talk about just one thing oh, about it briefly okay. though. Okay. The <laughs> build up of watching, you know, the original trilogy, the lightsaber fights, and then going back to before, you know, when the Jedi was kind of at their missing. Top, uh, <laughs> they're just, they're just, like, wah, 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 they're then. like spinning batons Gah. for no reason. It's like I can do it too. <laughs> <laughs> I can spin mine faster. No, you can't. <laughs> but like showing like the level of skill like they all once possessed. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, then what happened? Like that's one thing that does kind of like make the original trilogy hard to watch. Is it looks like they just two dudes with sticks just like swapping at each
1: other. Like, yeah. Now, no. Because no. <laughs> I mean, people try to equate like, you know, how come Vader wasn't going like crazy against Obi-Wan? It's like, well, last time him and Obi-Wan fought, Obi-Wan cut off his arm in both of his legs. Yeah. The only way
2: I think and he got be- burnt
1: to a crisp and made into a super cyborg in a, in a black suit that he can't get out of. The only way I think you can explain it away is
2: that Darth Vader and Obi-Wan are both older. Mm-hmm. And, with he, him being older and more restricted by the armor yeah he, you know he maybe he can't do quite as well and luke hasn't been trained quite as much that's mm-hmm. the only way i can think of to explain which
1: brings us to a counterpoint of that the best scene ever in star wars yeah darth vader in the hallway at the end of rogue one <laughs>
0: yeah i guess that's where he decides to let loose just to let it
1: happen because then i read the book for rogue one and it's not like they're rebels are escaping but then all of a sudden the lights go out and the door jams and it is because vader cut the lights and yep. is holding the door with the force so they can't escape. Mm-hmm. And all the rebels are just like, "Oh dear, and God!" It's like because I remember like watching it in theaters and like the theater applauded. It's like oh, yeah. that's the bad guy killing good guys, <laughs> and everybody's like, "Yes, those people! Yes! those people are literally trying to like run for their lives." They're- and he's just cutting them down. Like then they're just like frozen in terror because like like you can see like they turn around because you hear the breathing. Yeah, and like the, you just see like the little lights on the suit come on, and like all of a sudden this lightsaber ignites, and they're just like shit yeah, i wonder
0: if uh <laughs> if if lucas like was ha- would be happy with that like people applauding that his villain was so cool <laughs> that everybody's like yes yeah. darth
1: vader for the win
0: like they're literally running for their lives and they <laughs> sacrifice themselves to give the death star plans mm-hmm. off you know and people are just like
1: wow he's so cool killing all those poor innocent people those <laughs> rebels they're fighting for good and we're cheering yeah. the bad guys, cutting them down <laughs> like
0: it's nothing but it was cool like that I think that's the first time where it wasn't like flashy lightsaber stupidness from the prequel trilogy it was like like strength power
1: and just force and just sheer brutality but it's just like throwing people at the ceiling and like the music is like yeah. the screaming and behind it like you know ripping gut blasters out of their hands. He's deflecting it off of his own hand. And like every single strike is like, you could just like, you might as well have had him just going, as he's like killing stroke, blowing everybody.
2: That one minute scene is the only time you ever get to see Darth Vader
1: let loose in nine movies. And it's not even one of the trilogy films. People have
0: reacted so well to that. That's all they've really wanted to see is it's Darth Vader, just uninhibited, just mowing through people. And they, 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 they're like, okay, we've heard you. All right. But we don't care. <laughs> it's like,
1: it's like we know that like you know Vader is supposedly this epic yeah. duelist and you know like a terror in the galaxy. Like people are scared of him. Like he shows up and people try to run. Yeah. Like he's not. He might show up in a star destroyer and people on the planet like, oh crap, right. <laughs> we got to leave. Cool. So that I will say is the number one Star Wars moment ever. And if you disagree, you're wrong. That's a good <laughs> moment. So. And I think now it's everybody's favorite time. That's right.
0: Well, hey, if you enjoyed our conversation pieces and you have moments of conversation that you want to talk about, specifically the Star Wars in this list, by all means, talk to us on our Facebook group and we will reciprocate. You know, uh, we've made it apparently obvious that some of the questions that we ask are a little too broad. Like, hey, what's your favorite whatever? Mm -hmm. And people are like, this is literally responding, this is a challenging question. I mean, okay, we'll put it in multi, you know. Multiple choice. Multiple choice. True or false. (laughs) I mean, you know, so I I don't mean to make social media too challenging, but, like, we're having a conversation. We're divulging information. You're, by all means, just.
1: We're having a dialogue.
0: Talk to me. You can do that, too. If Neil Breen
1: could do it, so can you, damn it. Yeah,
0: (laughs) you can just just give an opinion (laughs) about something. So, and for those of you that are, thank you very much. So. We enjoy having conversation, whether
2: it's here with each other or you know on yeah. Facebook.
1: Mm-hmm. So.
0: I get it. Typing is a lot of things. You got to move a lot of fingers, calories, whatever. Yeah, you you're right. burning up energy. All right,
2: what All right. am I not getting punched with? Hopefully this week.
1: Yeah. Time, 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 time. No. <laughs> All right. It's me by Hayden. Video games. You have to play the <sighs> Super
0: Nintendo Classic Shack Fu. That's right.
1: Is that a real thing? It It is is. a real thing. It is.
0: It (laughs) is a uh, Street Fighter knockoff. Well, you're gonna find (laughs) one. There's emulators and stuff like that. There's a. uh, a, It's a. a, um, uh, There's also a remake of it. So, but essentially, October
1: twenty eighth, nineteen ninety four, Shaq Fu was released.
0: There he is. That's the Shaq playing in a Street Fighter game.
1: He's or, just or kicking people. It sucked.
0: That's <laughs> the one you're playing.
1: Really bad. Is is that his only move? He just kicks people and then misses a free throw. Pretty much. <laughs> All
2: right.
0: Don't play the remastered one. You have to play the one that the game itself is acknowledging is bad. The original. So, Shaq oh food 1994. God. Okay. How am I gonna? Not me. It's on an emulator. You can find. You can download emulators on your phone now. Yeah. So. I'll play it, right. Yeah, it's super easy, and I'm pretty sure like nobody would care that you're stealing that game. Shaq would probably pay you money. So <laughs> he's yeah. like, "You're playing so, it? Congratulations!" So there you go. I'm looking forward to. T- hey, you've got two in a row now. Oh my! Wow, God. the it's stars the, are aligning. It's wow. The sign
1: of the apocalypse.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and my dad called it out on social media. He says you're gonna get five in a row now. So I have
1: some, I have some words for your dad. <laughs> All right, well. So, anyway, bye from Mitch and Hayden. And bye Goodbye. from Tom. <laughs> Neil Breen! I got one of you.